Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I embrace the beginning, middle and end of each moment. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And following from last week's episode, Jane's now pulled up the dash to read to all of you and I me have. because I didn't know that it existed. And we had a good chat about it and a good talk about it. The dash being a poem, which is commonly read at funerals. And, you know, it's it was written in 1996, but it's about the now moment, which, of course, is everyone in any New Age wellness spiritual community knows about the now moment. But guess what? No one's doing it, so we're, so we're going to talk about it today. Bang! <laughs> Booyah! Smackdown! Now moment time. Stop what you're doing and get in the now moment and have a listen. <laughs> <laughs> so this beautiful poem called The Dash is written by Linda Ellis, and she's got a couple of books and lots of YouTube clips, and so if you enjoy the poem, you can certainly explore her work further. I first heard this poem at a funeral, and I thought, wow, it was amazing. So then I, you know, Googled. I've got the book, I think, and I've read the book. Yes, it was quite a while ago, though. Um, probably due for a reread. However, I'm going to now do a monologue. It is a little bit lengthy, but I think, and Beck thinks it's really beautiful. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of birth and spoke the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that they spent alive on earth. And now only those who loved him know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spent our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? The dash. The dash, yeah, it's that line. I can really see it. You've got the birthday, the dash, and then the end date. That's it. It's on the tombstone. It's the dash. So what are you doing with your dash? And what 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 would you what are you doing but what what would you more like to be doing i suppose is the question because most of us if we were pie charts especially a lot of the people listening to love life you've got a lot of pieces of the pie figured out a lot of you have made changes um recently or a few years ago to to really start to take your lives more in the direction that feels authentic to you but everyone still has some slices of the pie that aren't quite what we want them to be we're still trying to get that full holistic overview like where everything is kind of functioning every compartment is functioning authentically and vibrationally pure and true um and of course there's not really any compartments is there i mean we sort of think we've got health and then we've got finances then we've got relationships we've got friendships we've got family we've got travel we've got real estate we've got business like you know whatever but we don't we're just vibration and the same vibration 
is really permeating every slice of the pie in, in your pie chart. So it all really starts from within and it all really starts from the core. How pure is your core? How decluttered is your inner self? How authentically true is your truth vibration and how in tune with, with it are you? What is your relationship with yourself looking like? Where do your choices and decisions and actions stem from? Um, and, and all of this can be simplified by asking the question, how at peace are you with the now moment? Because the now moment is your relationship with your soul. One of the ways that I feel we can celebrate the dash is to have a beginning, a middle and an end in every moment. So what is it that you're doing right now? Well, you're listening to the Love Life podcast. So there's a beginning, there's a middle and there's an end. And so when you go to listen to it, you know, quite likely if you're like me when I'm listening to podcasts, you're driving the car or you're doing your housework or you're going for a run or whatever. Well, run, not me. However, some of you would be running and you've got your headphones in and you're doing multiple things. A way to be more in the now moment is to actually only do one thing at a time. Now, I know you can't do this all day, every day. We've got busy Western lives to lead. We are women. We it, well, we can multitask. Yep. We can. But if we want to feel the fullness, the richness, if we want our heart to be open, if we wish to be 100% present, then we should only do one thing at a time. And so it's when you're wanting and desiring that deeper connection with the now, which you're not going to want it 24-7, but when you're craving for it, one of the most beautiful ways to do it is to just do one thing. So what is it? I'm having a conversation with my family. So have a beginning to it. And what is that? It's set your intent, as we always say. So set your intent. Take the energy. Do, do the energy transition from whatever you were doing to go into I'm going to sit and chat with my family. Set your intent for what you want. And then be present. Do not be distracted. Don't have your phone sitting next to you. Don't get up and do something else at the same time. Sit 100% present in this moment. And as you experience this and it comes to an end, stop and do nothing for five minutes, but reflect on what just has happened. Because what you're then doing is capturing the moment in the memory of the dash. That is the dash. You're not charging off into the next thing without even really processing. Yeah. Marinating. Yeah. And then with that five minutes when you're reflecting, that's the moment that you can have your gratitude, your appreciation, your positivity, all of those tools come into play so that you feel the fullness of the moment of whatever it was that you've just done. Does that make sense? This is why I get cross about Christmas. Oh, okay. Beck's going to get on a rant. Go well, for it. I might rant. <laughs> I they, might like your, they like your rant. I haven't decided if I'm going to rant yet, but I, I just think, because what, I mean, what Jane just described, obviously you're not going to be able to give that level of attention to every moment of your No, day. you wouldn't want to. You're not you'd end up, do it. You'd end up uh, going to the bank. I think you'd or, end up. <laughs> what would you end up? Well, mental. <laughs> She's looking for a word. She's got a face expression. That says, I have. I've got a really funny face I'm, expression. I'm I know. I'm I, searching. I, She's searching for the word. I am. It's a very complex you'd, one. You'd end up over-analytical or too much? Look, we have to spend some time in the past and some time in the future. 
if you spend 100% in the now moment, oh, well, then probably need to read Ed Cut. Toll's book again. Oh, no. But um, I think that if you spent 100% in the now moment, you would not be co-creating with the universe. Oh, now just just, just be careful here, Joan. I know. Well, you would be because you're of a vibration. But we do have to place conscious intent to be shifting and evolving and growing. Okay, hang on. Let's just break this down. So if you're in the now moment, you don't get to change. You just stay as is. No. Well, I know that like... (laughs) Well, how can we, how do we change? We change through observation of that that we now no longer require. So therefore, we have to observe what we don't require and we can only do that by checking in on feelings, which we can do in our five minutes post being in the now moment. This is all about... But then we have to reflect back. And so we reflect back, which is not in the now moment. No. To get your contrast of what it is you now desire. That's fine. Let's differentiate. Let's differentiate. That's doing it awake. A lot of people live in the past asleep. Okay. So you're talking about I'm going to sit down and do two-minute meditation. I'm going to reflect and look at my issues, at my shit, at my emotions, at my blocks, have a think about it, join the dots, where did they come from, understand where that feeling came from, heal it, dissolve it, forgive it, process it, transform, evolve, and move. And that's all happening in the now present moment. Right? Right. It's, it's happening because you're committed to your growth and expansion and bliss um, through forgiveness and acceptance and self-love. And it's all happening in a very, very, very present space. It right? is, but you can only do that by having been visited the past to get your contrast of what it is you want. I end up in this interesting... No, neither did I. Actually, this is going way off topic. Okay, everyone has to weigh in on this because this is... I don't know, but... Well, I mean, traditionally, you look at all of the beautiful, rich spiritual tribes and or look at, you know, all of your, your Buddhist monks and they're, they're very... appear... They appear to be very consistent... I mean, in their vibration, so there isn't a lot moment. of change. They're so now moment, yeah. they don't even worry about where the next meal's coming from. Yeah, and I get that. I don't actually want to live like that. No, I mean, neither. So, <laughs> otherwise we'd be doing it. I mean, you've but, got to sit down and do your tax. And that's, but I'm know, saying I want the contrast. I want the four seasons. Yeah. I, don't want, I love Queensland. Sorry, Queenslanders. I love it. But I'd miss the four seasons. I like the four seasons of change. I like change. I want to be in the now moment and know I'm in the now moment. But then I want to know that I'm, now I'm going to move into the forward moment. And I want to start to fantasize about the future and visualize what it is that I'd like to move towards now. And then I want to do some healing because I've been triggered by something, so I'm going to go and revisit the past. I don't see any problem with any of this. I think this no, is, that's what I'm saying. Is I that, think this is. I don't think we're arguing. Or, or, or I, no, I think we're just. Well, we're not arguing. I don't. I think we are still talking about present moment consciousness because all of that forward and backward stuff that you're explaining is still operational from a highly aware, open connection absolutely standpoint absolutely but if i've been triggered by something really big and i like to quickly find out what that is and heal it and get rid of it right so therefore i spend time digging in the past i know and there's and if plenty, it's a big one i spend too much in the past listen there's plenty of modalities that don't require that or do it or believe in it no i agree with that it's just, it's not, just this is what works for me I know, and me too so and i get that there would be modalities that would say you could exist just like what about um byron katie and michael brown they would both probably and eckhart toll they would all probably say something to the tune of just sit with yourself without conditional judgment accept what is 
and just find bliss in the now. It'd yeah, be that absolutely, simple. and that certainly They'd works. They'd be like, don't worry about your childhood. Don't go fussing around stories you've created and this and that. Don't, it's a wasted energy. And, they're probably and, and Abraham would say the same thing. Exactly. And many times that works for me as well. That's usually the first point of call that I go to. It's if it's not working. You know, like we've said, we've got all these dozens of different tools, then dig, dig and do different ones. Yeah. But if I find myself going into melancholy because I'm trying to deal, dig and find the same emotion that's been triggering me currently, that's when I need to come into doing the dash yeah. that we're now calling it, yeah. doing that very conscious present, have an intent, move into a moment, experience something, finish it, sit in silence and observe it because okay. that balances me beautifully. Well, this brings us back to where we were seven minutes ago. Okay, so Jane's saying have this kind of beginning, middle and end process with your moments. Now, I'm qualifying that by saying, no, we're not talking about if you just have to just duck out and grab a loaf of bread or go to the, go to the bank. or you No, automatic to, pilot's yeah, fine. Like, there are times in your life where you have to get from A to B. She's talking about, you know, and it might just be an interaction with your child, husband, pet, family... It's usually sitting, interactions with people. It's usually, it might be sitting down to do some soul work, so it may be your business, your passion, your whatever. It's, it's having some respect for the depth of the process. Now, that's what brings me to Christmas because most people, from what I can tell, very sadly view things like Christmas, and I don't care if it's Christmas or Hanukkah or what, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, whatever that, that day is on the calendar where everyone's supposed to stop, um, the Easter long weekend, whatever it is, most people view it as just another day on the calendar, but everyone comes over for lunch. Oh, and there's some presents. And, there's, and this, is, this is my whole problem with the loss of sacredness in our society. What creates sacredness? Intention, um, connection, intimacy, emotional intimacy with a moment, with a person, with, a con- with, with just marrying yourself like it, it, putting importance and respect into what is in front of you right so if what is in front of you is i'm about to have sex with somebody if what is in front of you is i'm about to have a dinner with my family that only happens once a year if what is in front of you is it's my child who's had a hard day at school and i'm tucking them into bed bring some sacredness to the act please beautiful now moment beautiful now moment and that's a beginning, middle, and end, and being present. And I think when you break, th- break things down to bite size, you can do it. Like I think it would be hard to Christmas, well, let's say Christmas Day, everybody turns up at you know, 11 o'clock in the morning and they're still there at 7 o'clock at night. It's a long day. You can't stay in the now moment of that period of time easily. Well, I'm sure some can. I can't. Um, having said that, tucking a child into bed you know, it, it can be so automatic pilot because you've done it 365 days of the year by however many years. But if you can really stop and just think, this is, this is the moment, this is, this is precious, it's beautiful, it's only going to take two minutes or ten minutes, however long you're doing it, be present, give it a middle, a beginning, a middle and an end and set your intent for what you want to do there. Um, there was a lovely uh, thing I put on Facebook the other day I saw on someone's page about a mother... And it was um, how you never know when the last time is. And it listed the last time that you changed their nappy, the last time that you spoon-feed their food. I had tears, yeah, absolutely. The last time that they hold your hand, the last time that you walk them to school, you don't know when that last time is. No, you don't. So you've actually got to enjoy it 
because one day that little one's not going to be on your hip anymore. They're going to be walking by your side. And that's so just, that's a similar thing yeah. to link into this. That's kind of like if you acknowledge you don't know where the end is, which is what the dash is talking about, mm. then you've got to be in the now moment to be enjoying whatever is because it may never happen again. Mm, I want to say two things. Okay, go for it. All right, so the first one is with parenting, I just want to say on that note, a lot of parenting is autopilot. There's a lot of shit to do when you're a parent. You've got to pack lunches. You've got to get kids from A to B. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Da, da, da. As long as at least once, but maybe one or two or three times throughout the day with your child or your partner for that matter, you snatch some moments, a minute or two or three or ten if possible, but at least 20 seconds of that complete sacred connection with the soul, your children will forgive you a world of evils 20 years down the line. Absolutely. But, but what about it, what it does to you? Well, yeah. Like your heart just overflows. Yeah. And it's, and, but I'm saying, you know, life happens, shit happens, dynamics happen in families, bad things happen, separations happen or traumas happen or accidents happen or kids go off the rails or this and that. But if you have put in those consistent moments of connection, you've won. From a karmic universal justice scales kind of system, you've, you've won. And if you it's haven't be done okay. it, you're going to start from now. Don't beat yourself up. Mm. Refer to last week's podcast. Do not have mummy guilt. Uh, instead, start now because you can start with any age. Any relationship can gain in connection and depth from a commitment for that right. at any point. And the love bucket gets filled up very quickly. So the second thing I want to say, now this is more on the dash and it's more on the now moment really, is when you're young, if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s or even sort of your early 30s and you've got some bad habits like we all do, like we've got our limiting beliefs, oh, I can't do that because I'm scared. I don't, oh, I don't want to approach that person because I'm scared of rejection or, you know, oh, my job's really safe and secure. I really want to do this, but I'll just sort of keep staying where it's safe and secure for now. You've really got to understand that you could very, very easily wake up in five years or 10 years or 20 years and you're still going to be in exactly the same place. When you're young, you tend to have this kind of all these fallacies, like all of these fake beliefs which aren't true, like I've got all this time. I've got all this time to change that or do that or that will happen eventually or, you know, like I'm immortal. (laughs) I'll never die. Like, you know, it's... You know, if you were lying on your deathbed, would you care about, I'm not going to approach that person because of rejection? No, you wouldn't. You'd approach would, them. Would you care about, I'm, not, I'm just going to stay in this job because it's safe and secure and I worry about my passion and my hobby later? No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, have it now. Have it now. So you're 24 or 26 or 31 and you're thinking, oh, I'm, just a, I'm in a bit of my comfort zone with this, but that's okay because I'm young yet. I've still got heaps of time for that. You don't. Because before you know it, you wake up and you'll be 45 or you'll be 65 and you won't have changed anything and you'll still be holding yourself a prisoner of your own jail cell because, because time disappears so fast. And if you're 45, 55 or 65 and listening to this podcast, same thing applies. It does. It does. So it's, this is all about how we hold ourselves back and how we don't leap and do all of these things and embrace the moment. You know, you have right now what is akin to superpowers. You have all these abilities in your body to go out and start things, create things, have opportunities, jump off cliffs, initiate conversations, fire off emails, put yourself in scenarios that you've never been in before, go walking or change your patterns or exercise habits or do whatever 
whatever in your life right now, you've got all these superpowers to do it. And every day that you get up and don't use any of those superpowers, I mean, it's like you're just this kind of defunct superhero who's walking around with a cape, not really doing much. Dragging it's on the ground. It's such a waste. Oh, Beck, that's cute. <laughs> I like that. I love that. Superheroes. Um, okay, changing direction a bit. Getting into the now moment is also, of course, important, as we've talked about for other podcasts, to try and relieve anxiety uh, and feeling have feelings of depressed emotions. So one of the things that I've done is I've tried to turn, like, cleaning or neatening my home and cooking into, like, a meditative state. Open-eye meditation. Is that what it's called? Well, it can be because it's methodical and rhythmic and, you know, repeated sort of actions and motions, like chopping, chop, 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 chop. It's very, it can be very calming if you connect with the moment and find the rhythm in, in the moment. Like, yes, it's a bit like our colouring in. <laughs> Who knows about colouring in books? Adult colouring in books. And it's not colouring in penises and boobs. No, no. They're like mandalas. <laughs> I'm hearing about them everywhere. They're the number one best-selling books They're in the world amazing. Right now. They are running off the shelf. So if you haven't heard about them, go and get some. Beautiful gift They're stores and bookshops. absolutely book gorgeous. And get yourself really good quality colouring in pencils from like an art store and sit there and just colour in. And it's so quietening of the mind and stilling of the body and creative it's creative it is so fulfilling and beautiful you will find yourself having a nice new little addiction that's a positive one if you're one of those people that says i can't meditate rebecca well you can color that's it that's what i've actually said to people do this first and bex just looking at mine i've got five here i've got zen coloring designs Colour me happy. Who, but hang on, who's the authors that oh, oh, I can Google so those names? Many. Look, you can walk into Lucy, any Lacey MacLow, illustrated by Angela Porter. Okay, the mandalas are fabulous flowers, birds and butterflies. And I've got there's the, all sorts there's the of enchanted them. garden and the secret garden, which have oh, they're just there's buildings. Beautiful. There's you know, it's it's such a really peaceful thing to do. And so there's I've been groups telling that meet now, and they get together and like on a Tuesday night, and they all just sit there and color adult coloring oh, together. Oh, you can go to coffee books and see tables of people sitting mm. there at coffee shops doing it now. Mm. Um, and I only first I only heard of this about four weeks ago. Had never heard of it before, and within 24 hours, heard about it from three different people. Yeah. Um, but I've been telling everyone as well, and particularly for people that are really struggling with meditation, I said, do this first, and you'll just find it will start to quieten your mind down, mm. which is really cool. And you look forward to it. It's such an outlet for the childhood, the playfulness, the creativity. Inner child's very yes. happy with it, isn't it? Yes. Very happy. Very yes, much yes, so. yes. So there you go. I wish I had time to produce a Love Life Colouring In book. <laughs> well... Um, I want to talk about the slow movement in a way that I haven't talked about it before because I recently read a Guardian article, uh, an article in the Guardian newspaper, which was really fascinating. Now, we all know about the slow movement, which is, oh, hey, don't buy McDonald's. Go and get slow-aged, you know, 24-hour cooked pulled beef or pork or you know, go and grow your organic veggies, biodynamic, blah, blah, blah. You all know this shit. Right. So the new slow movement is younger people, the 20s and the 30s, um, who are pulling back the pace of their life and no longer needing to do things like go out and drink at night, rat race of life, drive around everywhere all the time, high-level gym intensity activities. Like Everything's got this intensity about it. It's go, 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 charge, charge, charge through life, you know, all hooked up, everything's digital. What they're doing is they're going back to do the kinds of things that their grandmothers did in the 50s. They're knitting. Knitting, yes, knitting's getting very big. They're gardening. 
they're, they're strolling, so they're taking strolls. Um, you know, definitely more cooking foods from scratch. You know, the sorts of foods that take a lot of time. Like if you make a tart from scratch and you've got to flute all the edges and you've got to get the right cooking ingredients, you know, all the, the, the right um, pans and, you know, rolling pins and all that. that you know, it's the sort of – it's it's um, crafts, hobbies, making your own clothes, making your own shampoo and conditioner – what? I've decided I'm going to I've, I'm going to get my sewing machine out again. Right. I only decided that a couple of days ago. And all of these things are totally a way to change the vibrational pace of your reality because they are all slower, more meditative activities. And if you fill more of your day or more of your week with slowness, I mean, you're, you're really going some far way to really doing that spiritual now moment stuff that we are talking about. I love it. I'm very happy with, with the slow movement. I love the um, doing just one thing at a time. I think that's really, really important. And I know I touched on that earlier in the, in the podcast, but I really want to emphasise that that goes hand in hand with the slow movement. And when you're just doing one thing, you're either able to fully experience what you're doing or you can go into a meditative state so if you are cooking dinner you're just cooking dinner you're not thinking all right well that can that can stay on the grill for another five minutes while I go and put a load of washing on and yell out to the kids to you know do their homework and whatever else yeah it's you just do the one thing and really enjoy it and that's what this knitting is about that's what this um making your grand's favorite flan dish with homemade pastry is about it is having the beginning the middle and the end Mm. having the completion and it is focusing just on that one thing what about chutneys and preserves get back into jamming that kind of yeah takes hours and it's so fulfilling and then you've got gifts on hand in the house anytime someone comes in you give them a little pot of jam you've made and it's it's like gold it's just the the energy of things like that is exquisite and then everybody goes i haven't got time for this i haven't got time i want to but you know that would take a whole day and Yeah. What about giving yourself permission? How about stopping and getting off of the rat race and going, I'm going to say no to everything. I've got my beautiful, beautiful cousins who I don't get to see anywhere near enough who asked me recently uh, to come over for dinner. And I looked at my diary and I really had something on every single Saturday and Sunday, mainly because of children with their sports commitments, etc. And I felt so guilty saying no because I actually knew there was one date that I could possibly do, but my whole weekend was going to be a rat race and I knew I was going to be so frazzled, unhappy, out of balance, that it would take me a week to get back into balance, that instead I went, no. And that's where I give myself permission. Am I going to sit that day and just colour in or am I going to bake all day? Get off the rat race and give yourself permission to stop and do. And just remember, our ancestors, they had to preserve foods to get through the winter. I mean, they didn't have a choice. It was that or hunger. They made the time. They had to do a lot of things that took a lot longer than now. You want to get clothes clean, you go and press a button. You know, they had to slap them on the rocks in the creek or wind them through a great big heavy ringer, and they had one day of the week for each activity. You know, Monday was wash day, Tuesday was bake day, and Wednesday was sewing day, and Thursday was you know, cleaning the house day, and Friday, and they did it all the way through the week, and Sunday it was rest day because they understood there needed to be a day for spirituality and the now moment and for themselves. Beautiful. And that's how, you know, one whole day just for baking, can you imagine? Yeah. But the world used to run like that. Yes. I had a point, and it's just gone. 
What was, was it? Because she was just so interested. I was in, in, the, I was in the now she moment. Was in the I, now was. Moment. I was listening to that, absolutely. Oh, I can't believe it. it was a good one. Preserving Never mind. And, and uh, you just uh, uh, said, um, no, okay, we've all lost it. But I just wanted to say very quickly before we wind up as well, there is a personality type <clears throat> like mine which has a tendency to escape into fantasy. You, we learned it when we were young to survive situations that we didn't want to know about. And if you don't healthily catch yourself as an adult, it becomes a default thing to do. Every time life gets too hard, you check out. Fantasy could mean you spend a lot of time visualising, romancing, daydreaming. Just fantasy could be being absorbed or lost in an addiction or movies or books or something like that. But I just want to bring it up here in terms of this now moment discussion as to you've really, as much as as enjoyable as it can, as, as that can be for some people as their escape outlet or their safety place, part of your responsibility as a spiritual adult is to quote unquote go out into the cold, so to speak, leave behind the warm little comfort zone because you are not growing or evolving the longer you hide in that self-created space. I've got it. I remembered what I was going to say. So the Dalai Lama, I remember saying, um, I've got a very busy day today. I must meditate twice as long. I thought it was three times. Oh, was it three times? Okay. <laughs> what yes. he's saying is that, yes. you know, it is that if I've got a busy day, I actually need to take more time so that I can be more productive. And as a result, if you spend that day making the jam or doing whatever, you actually will find that the rest of your week is highly likely to be incredibly more productive because you are more balanced. Oh, I just want to say one thing really quickly. Can we squeeze it in? You know how if you're about to go on holiday, like say you're going to go to Bali for two weeks or something, you do so much the day before you leave. You do every single thing you haven't done yes. for six months because you think it can't be waiting for me when I get back. Imagine if you woke up on just an average Tuesday and behaved like with that level of productivity. Why don't we? Why don't you schedule in one day a week that you treat like that's the day before I go to Bali and you just get everything done like a mad woman? Like get it <laughs> done. Answer the emails that have been sitting there. Do deal with the papers on the desk that haven't been filed. Just make the phone call. Do the stuff that hasn't been done then no excuses not to jam that's it i embrace the beginning middle and end of each moment thank you for listening you can find everything you need on lovelifeshow.com and until this time next week take three deep breaths and settle into the now moment life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happening